If yes. you think about schools, you have math, you have science, you have history, literacies, but the school systems don't teach emotional literacy. Hallelujah. Yes. I'm telling you. Preach. They don't, they don't teach how do I manage this negative self-talk? How do I manage the frustration and the, and the hurt that I'm feeling at home and then have to go to school and be able to focus on a math test? Welcome to the Parenting Mindset Show with Forrest and Bo. Conscious conversations to help you take your teen from anxiety, depression, and low self-esteem to empowered and inspired so you can have less chaos and more connection in your life. It takes a village. And now, on to our show. All right, we are live, we are live. All right, welcome to the Parent Teen Mindset Show with Forrest and Bo. So excited to have you guys on. We appreciate you for listening, for sharing, for liking, for subscribing to our podcast, and to reaching out to other parents that need to open the conscious conversation with teens, right? Right now, we're supporting a lot of parents all over the world um, to support their teens because teens are in crisis. You know, Time Magazine just came out. Uh, We talked about the statistic. Uh, Self-harm is up 344% in one year. Uh, Depression's up 49%. And anxiety is up 67% all in one year. So we have a real crisis on our hands. And um, we have, you know, soldiers in line at the, at the battlefront, ready to, ready to go to work. And we brought one of those soldiers today, spiritual warrior. And uh, we're so excited to introduce uh, my brother right here. So we're about to introduce someone who, let me read this amazing, amazing uh, bio here. Impact and engagement strategist, creative consultant, media host, virtual event experience director, transformational coach, inspirational speaker, and international best-selling author. Uh, He's a powerful, impactful, soul-stirring international speaker. He's touched the lives of over 40 million people worldwide. His systems and processes have generated over $7.2 million in online event sales for his clients. And he has produced hundreds of wildly successful and impactful online and live events worldwide. And I do suggest you find him for your live event. Matt has over 24 years of experience in training and development, helping people to their own story to identify, develop, and execute in their strengths and passion. He's created content and trained corporations, including Kmart, Red Robin International, City of LA, City of San Diego, Six Flags, Disney, and most recently served as creative director for Motivating the Masses, Elisa Nichols Company, and Motivating the Teen Spirit, which is why he is here today. Let's hear it, ladies and gentlemen, for Matt Gill. Matt Gill! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, man, I want to tell you, thank you so much for being here. You know, we talked a little bit before the show. And I'm so excited for all my friends and family to meet you and more importantly, understand kind of where you came from and your life's mission. And, uh, you know, the work speaks for itself. And I'm really honored. And for all of our listeners, please, uh, we always like to open it up. If anything like touches your heart, if anything moves your soul a little bit, don't push this away. This is for you. And we're going to have some very, very cool practical tips that's going to help you and your teenagers. So welcome, man. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for having me. And um, thank you for creating this space for uh for youth and for the families you know um i i appreciate the bio um i always cringe kind of when i hear my bio because like it's just it's the like i know the what the underneath part of what it took to get there and the chaos and the hurt and the like i I hear the hot mess part (laughs) 
yeah. of the bio, like the, the duality. It's crazy that we can have the duality of the success, but what it took to get there and the journey that it took to get there. And that's really what led me to motivating the teen spirit was, um, you know, I grew up in uh, with two amazing parents. I grew up in a loving home. Um, my father was the assistant fire chief for LA County Fire Department. My mother was a stay-at-home mom. Um, we grew up in a very spiritual, religious home that was a very loving home. And in spite of that, um, I felt very disconnected. I felt like I couldn't trust people that were around me. I felt like I was very misunderstood. I lived a life of feeling very different from other people. I didn't know how to manage my emotions. I didn't know how to talk about what was really going on up here and how I was feeling because I didn't feel safe to talk about it. I felt like I was gonna be judged. And I, my value was based on what I did for others. And so I would make other people happy and would always put myself last, which as, as I be, was in high school, I would keep myself busy. As an adult, when I went into the work environment, I was always trying to make my employer or my boss happy. And so I began to put my own dreams and my own things, goals that I wanted on the back burner to make other people happy, because if they were happy, then I was valued. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so when I look at the bio, when I hear the bio and I think of all of the things like it came at a cost and so I'm proud of it, but yet, man, there's just so much more, <laughs> there's so much chaos that led to up to that. Yeah. I love that. I mean, we, uh, people don't understand all the mess, the hot mess that happens behind the bio. Right. Right. And, and that, that growth is happening with our teens. Like they're, they're growing through all that stuff. I mean, you can imagine yourself before the, the bio, you right. Know, at one point there was a Matt Gill before a bio and, and then you grew up as a young man and you had to find yourself and you had to move and navigate through the world, just like our teens have to, but they all have their own path, their own path of chaos. How do they bring that chaos then Matt to connection? Cause this is the problem that I'm hearing from parents is that their brains have been hijacked from social media, right? They're on the phone. Uh, in my days, their brain was hijacked. My brain was hijacked by rap music my parents thought right so, you know. <laughs> um I, I grew up on rap music by the way i never even listened to rock until i was in the ninth grade i i thought i i thought i hated rock until i start finally gave it a chance right <laughs> but uh rude and self-absorbed that's right. what parents are, are, are saying you know our kids are rude self-absorbed they feel like the world is wrapped wrapped around them um and the, we might see it as one way but we don't know what's going on internally on their side so you've worked with thousands of teens all across the globe, motivating the teen spirit. And, um, you know, what have you seen in terms of what our topic is today? Chaos moving to connection. You know, the biggest, so motivating the teen spirit, um, I, I'm, I'm proud to say has touched the lives of over 270,000 teens worldwide. Um, wow. We've prevented over 3,872 um, teen suicides um, to date. And we've brought back countless families back into their homes and back into the school systems. And the biggest thing that that I hear is the lack of communication, the lack of connection. But it's really, truly the disconnection of managing the emotions, the feelings of what's happening deep, deep down inside. Mm -hmm. Like we look at and, and to the point of, you know, social media and having accessibility on our phones to information. That's created something that us as adults, we didn't have to deal with. If you think about even bullying, 
bullying has changed in how it happens because it used to be that if you got bullied in school, you would go through and you knew that if I can just get around that corner, if I could just get around that block, I'm safe because my home is like two doors down. But now bullying goes through and starts on the phone. It's on the internet. You do a post people. I mean, you know, look at all of the different apps that are out there to make yourself, your face look better. I know the Photoshop. Like you go through like people and then you see somebody in person. And you're like, wait a minute, hold on. This <laughs> looks so different mm -hmm. because there's an expectation of trying to be better. Yeah. Trying to look better. And if you don't, you get teased or somebody's like, why are you wearing that? Or, you know, why'd you post that picture? And so that it's embedding negative conversations. And unfortunately, a lot of our youth don't know how to mitigate that conversation. They just hear the negative chatter that I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm too tall. I'm too fat. I'm too short to whatever that is. And then somebody says something and all it does is continue to feed that thought. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll see somebody else get bullied. That's what used to happen to me. I would yeah. have friends that would get bullied and I'd be like, oh, I'm not doing what they're doing. I'm not going to try to stand out. I'm not going to try to be unique. I'm not going to try to, you know, be, be yeah. anything but very like stonewall. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, you know, I love this too, man. So thank you. So like when we're thinking about, you know, when we're seeing that with our team, Matt, like, what do you recommend when we see that with our team, right? When you see them not being able to have these conversations or when you see them, these societal pressures coming down on them and you can see a change in behavior, you can see them go inward or maybe they're acting out, you know, what's you, what's a really good first step for anybody right now, listening to our listeners that's experiencing that with their teenager, what's a good first step to start you know, communicating and, and, and resolving some of these things. So the first, the first thing is to check yourself. Mm -hmm. One, to prepare yourself for the conversation that you're going to have, because as adults, we still have our triggers. Yeah, We still have the things that are going to trigger us. Um, a lot of times when we try as parents or adults or mentors, we will go through and we, we want to fix a problem. We see a teen that's hurting and we're like, I want to fix this. I want to try to, and, and what I've realized in, in working with, with youth and working through the situation is that you almost have to actually go through and walk through the emotion itself. Like actually go through and first for yourself, like get yourself in a space of where you're not rushed. You're not going through and having a conversation and checking your watch to say, okay, you know, I've got a call in five minutes. So I'm going to try to fix this problem in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Or your phone, you know, right. You're doing it on the phone. Right. 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 Like take away the distractions that there are you going go. and, and be present with your youth, be present with that team, show them that, you know what, I'm, I'm valuing our time together. The fact that we may or may not have this conversation, depending on where they are, they may not want to talk at the moment. But if you come vested into the situation in a safe space, in a space of, listen, I am here with no judgment, mm. no judgment, no judgment means I'm not going to judge you and you're not going to judge me. Meaning I'm going to love, like, just, I'm going to love you where you're at right now. I'm not going to put my stuff on you like stepping into the space of no judgment, of no a space of no repercussions, meaning what's said between us stays between us. And most importantly, especially with a parent and, and teen dynamic, that it's not gonna be brought up and thrown in our face later on. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of teens don't 
trust our trust parents or trust adult figures because they have gone through and they've at one point said maybe the truth. And then what happened? They, there was consequences on the back end or they told me, you know, mom, I'm getting this. And then the parent went and did something. And so they said, you know what? I don't want to go through that again. So I'm not going to tell my parent. So they begin to withhold information because there's a repercussion on the other end of it. Mm-hmm. They're so just being smart. They're just being smart. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Listen, I mean, and they see it at school. They see it, you know, they tell a, their best friend a secret or they tell a friend of theirs a secret. And then all of a sudden, two days later, other people around the campus know that secret. Mm-hmm. So what did they learn? I can't trust people. I can't tell my secrets. And so they withhold it. Yeah. Same thing with the parents. Same thing yeah. with adults in their lives. And so if you step into, if you create a space of, listen, there's no repercussions, meaning what's said here stays between us and it's only brought up to encourage, support, and lift up. Yeah. Encourage, support, and lift up. Absolutely, yeah. And having that safe environment, you know, when you say, you know, walk in through the emotion, you know, so you, you've set the stage, right? You're, you're ready as a parent, you're balanced, right? You're compassionate. And you're also a little bit uh, direction oriented. So you're really balanced, right? You know where you're going and you're, and, you're, and you're compassionate with this. Your energy levels are balanced going into it. So that's step one. And let's say like, let's say there's a lot of emotion right now, like a lot of, uh, let's say stress and anxiety. You know, how do we, so now we set the stage there's no distractions, we're ready to go. How do we walk our child through kind of some of the issues you're seeing now? Like, you know, when there's chaos around them and they're feeling it and they're stressed out, what's the next step for us on this path now? So buy, you got to get buy-in from the team. You can't force a conversation when they're not ready to have it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. you, know, you can't go through and say, listen, I want to talk to you right now. Sit down and boom. Because they're already going to be resentful. Like, wait a minute. Hold on. So when you're, and the reason why I say check yourself first is because the energy that you bring into the, into the conversation is what's going to set the foundation of where the conversation is going to go. And you know what, this is great. And when you say get the buy-in from the team, we know that can be really difficult sometimes, right? So what are some cool like strategies or anything that you use to kind of get to that point? We were were talking earlier, Matt, and you said it was something with your niece, right? About like how you opened up the conversation and it's a lot simpler than people. Yes. You know, expect yeah right? it's simple but it's a super effective so yeah so it's i'll give you the example of what, of what i was sharing so my niece um you know she was having she had a rough night before um on saturday night and so sunday morning she was sitting there and i could tell that she was still feeling her emotions she was still in in the hurt in the frustration um and it was a very simple thing somebody had uh, got dirt and on her shoes but she had been working really hard on painting her shoes mm. and and somebody had put a nick or something on there and she it had blown up and you know how small situations sometimes can escalate into something major Mm -hmm. but what i know in from experience is that there's something more underneath that so that we actually have these mountain of emotions and i want you to imagine this this um kind of this met this visual if i wrote down this is a really poor poor mountain looks good right right Yeah, yeah But up here on the top of there, and this is where our teens show up a lot, we see as the adult, we see anger. Mm -hmm. And this is what shows up in in the world. And so we as parents were responding to why is my teen angry? Why is my teen mad? Why are they acting out? But underneath anger is hurt. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they've been hurt. They've been hurt somehow. 
So in the example of my niece, my niece was mad because somebody destroyed her shoes. Yeah. Or didn't destroy them, but they, they got a nick on them. And it's not just shoes. It's something that meant something. It was very special to her, right? You know what I mean? So that's what created that hurt. Exactly. And so she, there was, there was hurt there. And, and so really what I had to speak to and step into the conversation was understanding, let me talk to her hurt. Yeah. Let me not talk to the anger. If I can deal with the hurt, I'll behave, I'll begin to change a behavior. We think that in order to change a behavior, we have to change something, an actionable item. You can't change a behavior until you change the emotion that's causing the behavior. Mm, so you okay. speak to the emotion. You I speak see. to what's creating this. Like you look at um, when I go and I work in, in a city and I go to a crime prevention um, uh, meetings, I will actually say, you know what? You need emotional literacy within your community. If yes. you think about schools, you have math, you have science, you have history literacies. But the school systems don't teach emotional literacy. Hallelujah. Yes. I'm telling you. Preach. They don't, they don't teach how do I manage this negative self-talk? How do I manage the frustration and the, and the hurt that I'm feeling at home and then have to go to school and be able to focus on a math test? Yeah, and they then don't. we judge them based on the, the grade that they're given. If they fail a math test, well, why didn't you do it? Why didn't you do it? And then we're pounding on them. When we're, we're trying to, we're not addressing the actual problem, which is the hurt, right? the, the frustration, the right. fear. Absolutely. And the subconscious drivers that they have that are causing that because they have felt it before, you know, and it's, it's, it's non-serving models that we all have, you know, we're constantly have to see those models on display, but when they're on display, we have to go a couple of layers deep you know, and really start mending those and let them know that, hey, you're not this subconscious, you're not this model that's coming out right now. You're much more special than that. You're beautiful, right? And so to really work with them on that level, that's 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 fantastic. I know you're going to say something for us, my bad. No, that's okay. Um, yeah. It just kind of reminds me, it's almost like there's two different ways that people think because I was kind of raised in this like tough guy, masculine bravado type of like, just get your stuff together and do it. Like, we don't want to hear any excuses. Like, you know, and, and that was the kind of idea of parenthood. But it, I mean, you know, I, I really struggled as a teen. I turned to drugs and alcohol for the outlet, you know, and I ended up homeless at, at age 17. So does that really work? Um, we're asking, in, in effect, the listener right now for you guys to, like Matt said, check yourself and go inside and saying, how am I parenting right now? It might be hard to do a full-on paradigm shift, but this is your this is your breakthrough right now. This short break comes from our sponsor. You, that's right, you are the reason our show exists. Thank you. Please head over to ParentTeenMindsetShow.com and become a patron of the show. It takes a village with your monthly contribution. You help us support more parents and teens. We appreciate you big time. And now, back to our show. And it, it's, it's stepping into the conversation of what's the emotion that I need to address? Like, what's the, what's the, like with my niece, I saw that there was hurt. And so I wanted to go through and I, and all I did was I had my cup of coffee and I saw her sitting on the counter by herself, upset. And I just said, Hey, how's it going? 
And she just turned and she looked at me and we just made eye contact and I could begin to see the, the tears in her eyes swell up. And I was like, what's going on? Really in, a, in just a loving, a loving just this and I'm here for you. And part of our tone, people don't understand the tone that we have carries the energy forward. Yes. Like when you're like, hey, what's going on? Now I'm rough. Mm. What's up with you? Mm. That's got a rough undertone. If you come in and you're just like, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. How are you? How are you feeling right now? Wow. Just that little tone. And that's why I say check yourself before you go into a comment. And this is even for when dealing with adults. Yep. Like check yourself before you step into it, especially if you know a conversation can get heated or can get upset. Like you need to be balanced. Bo, you said the word balanced. You need to be balanced for yourself because if you're unbalanced, here's the thing. If If I'm walking into into a conversation and I'm unbalanced, I can push you and you're going to get knocked back. And then what am I going to do? My defenses are going to come in and I'm going to want to push you back. And then we're going to be in this, in this conflict of pushing each other. If I know that I'm balanced and I'm solid, Mm -hmm. you can push me, but I'm going to stay here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to love you. That's where the safe space comes in. I'm going to love you unconditionally. I'm going to love you through your ugly and you won't be able to trigger me. The conversation. Yeah. And you know, it's, you know, it's crazy though. And like, you know, we teach this a lot, you know, like you said, even to adults. So like, it really comes down to how you view threats. I mean, honestly, and what you're, what, what really are you afraid of? And once people, we start understanding that and how we view that, I'm telling you, like you said, that, that way, in other words, if you think this is going to be a contention situation, that means you're fearful of something down. It's a, there's a fear driver in that. And a lot of times, and as parents, we have to come down to the root of what we think our fear is, you know, and how we need to do that. And while we're doing that is it's confronting it in a very balanced way. We have to act like you're saying, we actually have to do something about it. It's the only way, you know, we can talk all day about doing different things and trying to make ourselves better, but we actually have to put ourselves in the position to grow, have these conversations with our teens yep. in a very balanced way. I like that. You said, get to the root of the fear, Bo. That's pretty awesome. You know, that's, that's necessity. That's, that has to happen. And, and what's, what's funny is underneath hurt yep. actually is fear. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, nice. There we go. So you you're right on it. And underneath fear is a responsibility. So somewhere along the line, responsibility was lost, whether it be responsibility of the team not taking responsibility for the choices that they're making or responsibility that we as parents have missed the mark. We've missed watching for the signs. We've missed the moment that we could have made an impact to prevent them from going into a space of fear, hurt, and anger. And responsibility isn't necessarily blame, right? We We want to blame. We want to beat ourselves up. We want to say, you know, we messed up and... And then we, we, you know, it's like my, my wife and my daughter were ha- having some arguments and she, you know, starts to blame herself or blame, you know, and, the, and then it's just a blame game at that point. At that right. Point, so. And really what, what happens here is there's understanding. Ah, okay. Okay. So neither parties are, under, are truly understanding each other. That's what it is. Yep. And this, this is, is where coming into a conversation and saying, hey, what's up for you? So one of the one of the key sentence stems and, I, and a sentence stem is where you, you start a 
start a sentence and then let the team finish the sentence. Or, and one of the questions that I, I often ask is, hey, what, what's up for you right now? Like, what's going on? Now, here's the thing. We often think that we have to only be the listener where sometimes we as parents or adults have to go through and we have to begin the conversation ourselves. So let me just tell you what's up for me right now. And not in a, not in a I'm gonna dump all my stuff on the youth, but let me just share, share with you that, you know what? I get frustrated too. And I have moments of breakdown. I have moments when I show up angry. I have moments when I'm in doubt. You know, this whole, the machismo, I'm real strong, I got it all together, I'm the power parent, like, that's a bunch of crap, because the, and, and I think 2020 actually taught us that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. for sure, that's for which, sure. Which is why I say from chaos to communication mm -hmm. uh, and connection, yeah. because we, we feel, because 2020 taught, like, completely turned us upside down. One, we didn't have time to prepare for it. We didn't have time to get these tools to be, create better connection, better communication in our families. And then all of a sudden we're stuck in a home seven days a week, 24 hours a day. We can't hang out with our friends. We can't go outside and do the things that we want to. Going to the supermarket is now a big activity that we're looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. like, that's right. People wanted to go to church more than they've ever wanted to go to church. <laughs> I know. Like they would have taken going to the library and just said, sit in the parking lot. Like that was an outgoing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. And so our entire worlds were turned upside down. And so at times it may have felt chaotic. And so how do we move from that, from that chaos to connection? And it starts with going through and, and getting back to understanding and, and understanding under here to finish the mountains here is wants, understanding what each other wants. What are the wants? And, and, and it's not necessarily the, I want new, a pair of new Jordans or things like that. It's really, I just want to be heard. Mm. I want my opinion to be listened to and respected. Right. So I got a question so we can keep this, because so, I like where we're going and you're walking us through this whole thing, this whole process. And so all of our listeners, man, he's really given us a lot of really good stuff. And it starts with checking in with yourself, getting balanced, get buy-in from your team, right? And then understand that under whatever they're feeling, there's a mountain of emotion. So now let's say we got to the emotional aspect and they do open up, right? They do open up and we're a parent. We're like, okay, I want to start mending some of these behavioral patterns that I saw. We understand the, the root drivers now. We broke them out. Okay. They understand right? They've accepted it. I think that's the next step is that having that conversation of acceptance, meaning it's okay. All right. Now we have accountability. So when we go into the accountability phase, how do we kind of walk them into a much more healthier path that is more conducive to growth for both the parent and the team? Like what are some exercises some practices, you know, that you believe in? So understanding what's their want is really important. Okay. Understanding like um, what I really want is, is a great sentence. Like if you were to say, what I really want is more time of having dialogue with you, mom. Mm -hmm. What I really want is more time to dot, 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 or um, you can even do, I want, what I really want is, or I hope that, mm. you know, and, and give those sentences, like begin a dialogue. It all starts with dialogue. Can you say to your team, like, hey, let's complete this sentence stem together. I want you to complete this and I'll do it too. What I really want is, now you go. I mean, is that a way to kind of say it? 
Yep. And it's, it's a back and forth. And you as a parent have to be able to model it. And the deeper that you go, the more real that you are with your feelings, the more real that they are going to be themselves with their feelings. Parents, the mirror comes that. back up. The mirror comes back up. This I'm telling cool. you, it is all about, listen, the how you step into the conversation, what energy you bring into that conversation is what you're going to get back. Yeah, I so remember... It, I remember going into the motivating the teen spirit, the best program. I just love it. I've brought my kids there multiple times, right? Many breakthroughs I had with you and Lisa and, and Tia and everybody there, Margaret. Um, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's just about like, you don't expect as a parent to go through the transformation too. You come in there thinking it's all about your teen and you put them in a box and go, this is my teen's issue. But you don't see the inner dynamic relationship that, this is about the parent you listening right now this is about you and so and it's a beautiful thing because this is the conscious parent conversation now back right. to what we were talking about earlier is this whole bringing a new uh you know let your triggers become the unfolding event for your your consciousness your spiritual consciousness and your connection with your teen and your own self-growth I love where this is going, Matt. Keep going. Keep going, man. The, the, thing, the thing about it is, is that a teen, it's one, they don't have the years that we have as adults. Yeah. So we, they don't know how to even sometimes formulate how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. So you have to model, and I call it model, it's give the example of exactly where you want it to go, where you want the, the conversation to go. And that requires, like, like we've been saying, for you to do your own work. So if you know that you have a lot of issues still that you need to resolve, then you need to be in personal development and, get, and working on that on your own. So that way you can empower your teens. Forrest, I've watched you do the personal development work. And I've seen how it's impacted your family. I've seen how the more that you elevate, you get to elevate your family as well. You get to help them rise. But if you're in a state of depression you're in a state of sadness you don't have the energy you hear people say you got to fill your cup first yep when you get on a plane what do they say you got to put on your ox your oxygen mask first yep so if you're running low then you're not going to be able to raise your teen up and have that dialogue mm. so modeling modeling of you know this is what what i really want is to to be more connected to you what I really want is to be able to smile more. Mm. What I hope is that we can make some amazing memories of laughter, of joy. Absolutely, man. And I think that's powerful too. And you know, one thing that we hit on is like, you know, when we start looking at a lot of this, a lot of these challenges as sacred, you know, I think our consciousness really, it really raises our consciousness and our vibration. You know, when we're really looking at, instead of it being problems that we have to solve, when we're like, yo, this is sacred growth here. You know, this is awareness here. This is real consciousness going on. This is us getting better together, you know? And I think that's, you know, I think really over the past year, you know, my son, he's four, you know? And so I'm learning how to parent, you know, and I've been a single dad. And so like, when I'm going through it, that's just really kind of changed my mindset. It's like, look, these are just sacred challenges that we're going through. This is what we're here to do, right? We're here to do that. And I think as parents, we get so caught up in doing things externally, right? making money and doing all this and providing, which is fine. We should do that. But we get so caught up on that process and helping others sometimes, you know, when yeah. we can be doing it right here in our home and that's going to be the most growth, right? That's where the most growth is going to occur. And then that's going to occur. Our outside world, outside of the home, will start to mirror the work that we're doing in the inner world, not only within ourselves, but within our homes, you know? So for parents, 
want you guys to know. And, and, and I'm guilty of this as, as being in the nonprofit world and running a nonprofit for a while that we started is I had to learn like, hey, wait a minute, you should be working inside here and working inside your home more than you are on the outside world. You know, so I just think there's some good lessons that I want to give you guys to here. Yeah. I love that. And and the the the, the key is understanding that the emotions are real. Whether Absolutely. they whether they they really are truly are they feel real. So to the team, the hurt that they're feeling, like that's a real feeling. We as adults will say, Oh, you know, get over it, or oh, you know, that why are you why are you letting that person impact you in that way? But the truth is they're feeling that. They're emo and, and we can't discredit the feeling. And that's why I say walk through the feeling, um, you know, walk through the emotion, walk through, you know, well, what, what happened? What led to that? Because then you're able to go through and to identify what do I need to do differently the next time? So as you're, as you're talking with your youth, you have to be in a state of really truly listening as well. Because how do I, how do I prevent this from happening again in the future? What was the sign that I missed? What was the flag? I always say, wherever you see the flag, there's usually a parade right behind it. Oh, okay. So, that's, good. that's good. If you miss the flag, guess what? You're going to have the whole parade right behind it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so what, you know, what, what was it that was missed? What was the thing that was missed? And how do I prevent that from happening again? Yeah, I had a, here's a situation I had this morning with uh, my daughter, my teenage daughter, 17 years old, uh, who you've helped coach. Thank you, Matt I Gill. Love, I love your daughter. I yeah, love you. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys um, made that great connection during that time when she needed you most. Thank you so much. Um, so she comes in and she's got a, a gym membership recently. She's been working out. Hey, there we go. And she also got her permit. So stay off the road, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but she comes in and she goes, you know, the gym's just right around the corner. It's like, one, it's, you can walk there in four minutes, drive there in one, you know, like half a, half a second. So she's like, dad, can I just drive? And she doesn't have a driver's license. She has her permit. And I'm like, and she's, she's like begging me like, dad, just let me drive all my friends with permits. They drive around the corner too, you know? And like, you get that as a parent, all my friends do this, all, you know, their parents don't do this. Like you do their parents aren't all in a box like you. And um, so she's telling me this and I'm like, no, Jada, you say you're a good driver. Well, part of being a good driver is to follow the law and, you know, not drive with just your permit. You can get your license, your permit and license revoked if you get pulled over. And if you crash, that's on everybody. Right. So it's very dangerous. And so she's trying to talk me into it. We're going back and forth for like a half an hour because she won't walk with an umbrella because she's too cool to walk with an umbrella. <laughs> I said, if you lived in San uh, Seattle or New York, she's like, well, I don't live in Seattle or New York. <laughs> right. <laughs> or Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my, you know, but we, but underneath it, like Jada and I are kind of smiling with each other. And right. Kind of there, there's, there's a playfulness to it. But even in that conversation though, mm -hmm. what you need to listen for is there's a want that's yes. being said. Yes. So the want truly is what she's asking for is, I, I want more drive time. Mm. So the the conversation then Thank moves, you. Boom. The conversation then Boom. moves to, you know what? I'll tell you <laughs> what. You can't, you know, I it's not safe and it's not smart for you to actually drive down to the to the gym right now. But I'll tell you what. Tonight this afternoon after I do these appointments, 
let's go through and let's go for a test. Let's go for a drive. Let's go down to the beach and let's go. That becomes your compromise. Then the, then she feels or the team feels heard because you heard what the want is. The want is the drive time. The, the want is, listen, so it's not just a no. The no as a parent makes sense. The no is, listen, I'm watching out for your safety. I'm doing my duty as your parent. I'm doing what I'm supposed to to keep you safe and protected. So you as a parent feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to and the teen just has to deal with their own stuff. But the teen is saying, what I want is I want this experience. I want to be able to drive. And so the, 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 the meeting in the middle, which comes down to the love and a love and agreement, uh, love and appreciation in the agreement, oh, okay. which is down at the bottom, which is the foundation of the emotions mm. is, you know what? We can't do it. You know, I'm not, I, we can't go right now, but I'll tell you what, later this afternoon, you and I, let's go down, let's go for a drive. Let's go get a shake together. Let's go get a smoothie together. Matt Gill, you solved it. <laughs> Man. Dude, I mean, I can't believe, for one, I can't believe that that just passed me by. Like, I feel like almost embarrassed. Like, like I, sh I should have seen that, right? But I'm caught in the tug of war. How right. many parents can relate? Hello, raise your hand. Do you get caught in the tug of war? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And, and it's, it's and like you, you just solve like this whole conundrum, this Rubik's cube. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> You're like, out, drop the mic. Man. But that, because I see where it applies to everything now. Right. Just with that simple thing, because now I can map that onto a whole litany of different behaviors of things that I'm seeing in anger or rudeness or self-absorption. It's just the top of the mountain. And I need to step down that mountain to really understand, to get to the final agreement. Exactly. Back to love and appreciation. Yeah. Back okay. to the foundation of, you know, as a four-year-old child, Bo, you're a four-year-old. He is always about, he, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He Got is it. always, yeah. He is always about love and appreciation. Like you could scold, uh, uh, you know, like my nephew, he's five years old. And he was acting up and he was, you know, acting kind of crazy. And I went and gave him a like, hey. And he got sad for a moment. He cried. And then like literally 30 seconds later, he's like, I'm sorry. And came up and gave a hug. And he mm -hmm. wants to get back to love and appreciation. Yeah. We as individuals, as humans, our humanity wants to get back to love and appreciation. That's what we were created to do. Mm. The environment and the experiences and all of the other junk that gets poured, that gets put on top of us, create that gap. And then as we grow older, we begin to feel other emotions. Listen, we don't come birthed on this planet with fear. Right. And, and our parents, our guardians, our adults, they teach us fear. For example, when you see something, uh, uh, the stove is on and the baby goes up or the toddler goes up by the stove, what do we see? Don't, 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 don't touch that. We as an adult, as parents, know that they're going to burn themselves. They're going to hurt themselves. Mm -hmm. Now we've created a sense of fear to fire or going to near a pool. No, 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 no. Like we, we react right. in, in caring because we're keeping them safe. But now we've embedded that fear with inside of them. But playing devil's ad advocate, isn't that fear a good thing? It's saving their life or preventing them from getting burned? It can be. 
and, and, and it is, it is yeah. that we're, we're keeping them safe, but that fear then also can, can hold them back from doing some of the things that they want to do. Cause now right. they have that layer. I think it's a balance. Yeah. I think a little bit of fear is healthy in some yeah. instances. Absolutely. I think we, yeah, I think so. Hang on. There's some construction. Give me a second. So at some point you have to have the layer, um, either dealt with or, or, you know, see through the veil of that illusion of that layer that's been placed off of you. And we talk sure. a lot about that. You know, we, we never, we, we always say it's not about like finding your happiness. Your happiness is already there. It's just the layers on top of it. And so it's more like peeling the layers of the onion to get down to what was already there. And you guys do that in really well in motivating the teen spirit is you talk about the attributes of a three or a four-year-old who already has trust, who already has spontaneity, who already has, you know, a lack of fear and just are totally courageous because that's in essence who they are. And the love is fully there as who they are. So we all have that as adults. Maybe it's buried down deep. Maybe there's been a lot of stuff piled on top, but we have that. It's just it's just like when you think about we we say people have a lack of confidence or they they have low self-esteem. Well, the fact is that they don't have self-esteem. We all have we all come birth with the same amount, but we just have blocked access. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. To the real you. Yeah. We have blocked access. And when you begin to deep dive with your team, with your youth of asking deeper questions, of getting to the root of what's the hurt? What's the want? How do we both take responsibility and create a better understanding of how we move forward? Then you get back into the place of love and appreciation into agreements. You know, what I agree too. So you can go through and say, Jada, you know what? I realized that when you were asking to go to the gym, I realized that what you really wanted was you just want some practice time. And so listen, I, I want to agree to a, a, when you feel, you know, when things like this come up, let's make an agreement that well, let's really get to the, you know, to the, the conversation of, listen, dad, can we go out? Can we go driving? Now, the, the, and then I get to say, well, look, you know, I've got these appointments today. How about this time? Let's come up with an agreement in there. Because then she's feeling heard. Mm -hmm. Then she's feeling acknowledged, like, okay, he's validating how I'm feeling. He's validating what my want is. Now, sometimes there may be a want that just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And that, that happens too. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want a brand new car. Like, well, right. you know what? Let's go through and let's create the plan to, to be able to buy that car. I look at my, my other niece, my older niece, who's 16 years old, she or 17 years old. Sorry. She bought her car. She bought her own car at 17 years old because she decided a year before that she was going to find a job. And she literally saved up all of her money from her check. She works at Wildwood um, Crossing. So if you're in the San Diego area, Vista area, go to Wildwood support. Um, <laughs> and, and she, um, was just saving her money so that she could buy her car cash with the money that she had saved from, from busing tables and being a hostess. And, and the, but it would, there was a plan created. She knew that she was working towards something and she was excited about it because she was part of it. Listen, people by nature, people by nature get excited for something that they're creating. So if you book, if you go through and you make them part of the process, and give them a voice through the process. Just like if you're moving from one location to the next for parents that may have to relocate, 
a moving is not something that most people really want to do. And it can be a very stressful part of the. And for a teen, when they're leaving a school that they have their friends in and they're going into somewhere else, if you include them in part of the process, not just, hey, we're moving here, we're moving from Southern California to Nebraska, like having that part, what are the things that you want or that you would want in this new city that we're going through? What are the, what are the activities that I can help you look for when we get to our new community? getting them into the dialogue and part of the process will alleviate the bumping of, of heads and the ideals and the fights that could occur. Mm, yeah. They need to be part of the process. Not just we're doing this, we're doing that, which is usually what happens. That's, you know, us parents, we're on our own agenda, man. We're, we're just, we got the blinders on and we're just going straight forward horse on a racetrack. And uh, yeah, we got to include yeah, it makes me think, man. You're making me think a lot. I know? love it. I yeah. love it. And and here's the thing is that part of including them in the process, they're also developing skills that it's going to empower them as an adult. Because when you think about, hmm, I wow, I would have never thought of, I would have had to think about that. You know, I would have never had to think about, well, what, what school, what, where's the market going to be, how far, like, so when they become a, a young adult, 18 years old, and they go out on their own, and they begin to look at the apartment, oh, I remember my mom and dad were looking for this, they were looking for that. They're going to remember those steps because they were part of the process, they experienced it. They have a file. It's almost, our life is almost like a file cabinet, files of things that, that have occurred. They can go back to that file and say, huh, mom and dad moved. They went through this. So I'm moving. So I get, I, this is what I need to look for. Mm. You know, um, I do want to give a shout out real quick to uh, Frankie, who's uh, watching right here and Veronica and also my mother-in-law, Mrs. Valayo, Jesse Valayo. So definitely got to give a shout out to the mother-in-law. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Thanks for watching. And thanks for sharing you guys. Uh, Matt, if I can pivot a little bit um, into, you know, one of our, the things that's kind of coming into our sphere of influence is helping youth at risk, aging out foster youth and, and so forth from California all the way to Florida. There's, there's a big problem. There's a foster youth to homeless pipeline, you know what I mean? And uh, and foster youth to incarceration and to incarceration levels is very, very, it's really one of some of the highest in our, uh, in our nation, you know, um, as far as like people that have gone through humans that have gone through the foster care system, the incarceration rates really, really high. So yes. um, education levels are low to none, none avoid me. They get full education benefits, uh, but these wonderful humans haven't been taught how to use them. So like less than 3% the age out of the foster care system actually graduate despite having everything they need resource wise you know, on the, on the outside. So, and you've worked with these types of kids. I mean, I'm, I've seen, you've worked with some of the yeah. riskiest of the risky, you know, as you know, the, the youth at risk, you know, um, what do we do to help with what they've got going on? Cause their environment is in total chaos, right? We're yes. talking about chaos to connection. How do we connect these guys? So one is finding the ways of, you know, like, like that's why I love motivating the teen spirit because it creates a safe space. It creates the finding places of resources and people that can go through and can make those connections outside of their homes, yeah. outside of where they are. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I believe that um, 
everybody needs to have some type of, you know, some of the teens that come through MTS, um, Motivating Teen Spirit, I still keep in touch with. Um, you know, they have my email, they have some, not necessarily phone number, I don't always give out my phone number with, um, but I do give a way of connecting, yeah. a way of going through and saying, hey, listen, these are some of the resources, these are some of the people that want to help. The other thing too, is when you see somebody in, in breakdown, it may not be you that becomes the source, but you having a resource places of that you can connect that team to. Mm -hmm. So listen, I want to go through, I want to introduce you to this organization or to this program. So that way they can help you in there. Those programs like, you know, it's almost like there, there's a niche within a niche. Like they, they know exactly, you know, what's available. A lot of times it really just comes down to, you know what? I get it. I understand. I understand mm. they want to be heard. Yes. That's a big one. They just want to be heard. They want to feel like, Hmm, I'm not just a number. I'm not just somebody going through the system. I'm not just somebody being tossed around from one home to the next home. Absolutely. And a lot a lot of the times like group homes and that's where a lot of the at risk youth that I worked with come from there. They're always, they're acting out here in the anger. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. But really, truly the anger is really the hurt because they're hurt because they feel like nobody has been there. Their mother has left them. The father is there. They're afraid of, well, what do I do when I leave this home? What, like, what's going to happen? There's, there's been no responsibility in their life. You know, parents didn't take responsibility for them. They haven't had to be responsible. So they haven't learned those skills, but truly what they're trying to get back to ultimately is the love and appreciation. And so if you come into a conversation with love and appreciation and begin to understand what are their wants, what are the needs? And you show that, you know what, I, I, I hear you. I hear you and I'm going to do what I can to see what, you know, what, what resource or what you need or how, how I can help or how we can help as an organization. But the first part is the most important part, showing them love, showing them appreciation, spending time with them. Yeah, that's got to be the focus, right? That's got to yep. be the focus. And Bo, that's why you've been so successful too, working with foster kids, because that's what you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's the thing too, is like you said, the safe space in an environment, you know, that's, you know, and you hit it right on the head is like, you know, they're constantly in like a, like a fight or flight mode. You know, and when you talk about anger at the top and you've been there, Matt, you've seen this, buddy. Like when we when you when you go into a group home and a lot of kids are at that top anger, that level, it's just a shared energy when you get in there and you can just feel it. You can feel it. And it takes some time. You know, it takes some time to really get in there and start breaking this stuff down and start working with them. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I have always learned more from children and teens going through that than I have mainly from like a lot of adults. I've learned more from them, you know, they, and they're, our next generation is here as little angels to teach us. You know, I really believe that. And I've always learned more from children and, you know, their resiliency and, and stuff going through those things. So I just want to tell you, thank you. I didn't know that you worked in, uh, in the community in that way as well. You know, that's where our heart's at, man. That's where our heart's at. You know, there's, there's a lack of trust that, that has occurred. And so being a mentor or being some, being somebody that they can go to, you have to, your, your word, if you say you're going to do something, do it. Oh, yeah. Because they are so used to people in their lives saying they're going to go something and then they're gone. Oh, yeah. When you say, oh, I'm going to be there, I'm here to help. And they don't they don't believe it right away. Your actions, your showing up consistently, your sending text messages. Look, at, um, 
you met Tyler through MTS. Tyler is one of yeah. our, our team facilitators who's now a young man. He started as a team facilitator and, um, you know, he just reached out the other day to me and was like, hey, he's like, can we have lunch sometime? He's like, you know, without MTS being around, because MTS went pre-COVID, we would do it every three months we would do a yeah. new workshop. And so he, that was his, that was his recharge. Right. That was his safe space to come to. Mm -hmm. um, and without it, you know, he's like, man, I'm really feeling disconnected. And I just need somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. I had to earn his trust mm -hmm. to get to a place of, you know what, I'm always going to be here for you. And I was like, yeah, brother, let's, let's have lunch sometime. Like, you know, let me know when you're available. Yeah. And it and says so a lot. He was when able you're to working reach out. with at risk youth, Go ahead. I was just saying trust is key. Trust is key. Yes, yes. Trust is key. Matt Gill, this has been awesome. What What is the question that we didn't ask you? Or what is your final statement that you want the parents to, to really take away out of all this? And also, how can people get a hold of you? Or, you know, if you want to plug your website or whatever, we'll put it in the show notes as well. So for those listening in, you know, we're going to drop Matt Gill's information into the show notes if you want to follow up with him. If you need somebody to do live events, online, offline, whatever, get in touch with Matt. He's going to help you out. Um, talk about trust. I trust Matt Gill. You know, you need That's to same. trust this man. That's so, right. uh, Matt, go ahead and give us... Uh, any final takeaways from today? And by the way, this has been the biggest blessing, man. Thank you so much for your time. But yeah, thank you. Go, go for it. Amen. I would just say as a parent, just remember that you are, um, you're not going to get it right all the time. Be easy on yourself as a parent. Um, give yourself grace, give yourself mercy, because there is no book that says this is the exact way to raise a child. Each individual is going to be different. Each child is going to be different. I look at my brother's four kids and each one, is significantly different, absolutely beautiful as themselves, but very different individuals. And so you, you treat each other as an individual with love, but you also need to show yourself love mm -hmm. and step into a space of treating yourself with respect, doing things that balance and create harmony. I believe more in harmony than I believe in balance. Mm -hmm. um, create harmony within your home um, and be intentional of creating, this is going to sound kind of cheesy, but magical moments in your home of, of joy, magical moments. You know, I look at, at what I just went through with my family over the weekend and we had all the kids and my grandma and grandpa, um, not my grandma and grandpa, my mom and dad, but their grandma and grandpa. And we all watched a scary movie together. And it was hilarious watching everybody scream and everybody jump up at the same time. And we laughed so hard because of just the joy. Like those are the magical moments. But I was very intentional of like, let's spend this time together. Everybody put your phones down. Let's just, let's do something. And, and it took us a little while to choo choose a movie. But we will always remember sitting back and watching that scary movie together, watching my nephew Jacob jump up and run up and down the stairs because he got scared because his sister screamed so loud that it scared him. Like those are magical moments. So be intentional of creating those moments and be easy on yourself. Matt Gill, thank That's you good. so much. You, you took us on a journey, man. We went up the mountain and down the mountain and now back up the mountain and, uh, <laughs> You brought us from chaos to connection, just as promised, man. You delivered and over-delivered. And I want to thank you for being on the show. Yes. And I want to thank you for sharing your heart and your journey with us. And this has been 
incredible. So I can't wait. This is going to be listened to by thousands and thousands of parents all over the globe. Mm-hmm. And, and the impact is going to ripple out forever. So thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. And thank you. And follow me on Instagram at Mateo Gill, M-A-T-E-O-G-I-L. You can find me on Facebook. I'm excited because I'm going to be launching the um, a new show called Not the News. And I'm starting with a segment about teens and, and the impact that COVID had. Um, so we're starting with youth. Nice. All right. right. Thank you, everyone, and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. And we are out. We are out. Take care. Can you think of someone who really needs to hear this message right now? Great. Send them a link to this show. Sharing is caring. Also, go on to Facebook right now and search parents of awesome teens with anxiety, depression, or low self-esteem so you can gain access to our supportive community. Remember, it takes a village. Thanks for listening to the Parent Teen Mindset Show.